Hello and welcome to the very first episode of How to Work in Fashion. I am your host, Danielle Walton. And in this episode, we're going to just explain what How to Work in Fashion is about. And I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory on me. So we're just going to jump right in. So How to Work in Fashion is a podcast where I interview fashion professionals and they tell their stories about how they got into the industry and how they got to where they are today. I've always been interested in storytelling and just hearing people's backgrounds. I'm a big like biography lover. And so I feel like it's important to hear other people's stories so it can, you know, motivate you or inspire you if you are interested in getting in fashion or if you are already in fashion and just kind of want to be nosy like me. Um, I just feel like this podcast is perfect for that. Uh, So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, A little backstory about me. I have always been interested in fashion from a young age. Uh, My grandmother used to have W Magazine subscriptions and I used to watch fashion TV that came on E and I love Tyra Banks and just watching runway shows and um, so that kind of has always been an interest of mine. But at the age of 19, I actually started my very own magazine in Flint, Michigan, where I'm from. And I I saw a pocket-sized magazine, and it just kind of sparked something in me that I could produce my own magazine. And so I did just that. I produced it, creative directed all the photo shoots, wrote all the articles, and actually I was featured in our local newspaper and the woman kind of shaded me. She was like, basically saying like, I didn't know what I was doing, which I didn't, but I made it happen. (laughs) So from that point, um, people just started to associate me with fashion. And um, I started writing for a guy's website who was in Detroit. He wanted me to provide fashion content for his website. And then my magazine actually moved online and that's when me and Corey Stokes um, and then a few other people, we blogged for our website basically every day. And so that really kind of got my gears going as far as fashion, just researching and learning about, you know, so many people and the different brands and watching all the runway shows each season that kind of solidified it for me. I remember our first big thing in our head was we got invited to a birthday party for Jerome Lamar. And um, for those of you who are in fashion, you probably know of him. He still designs and I believe he has a store in the Bronx now. Um, but Jerome Lamar at the time worked for Baby Fat. And during this time, Kamora Lee Simmons, she had her show on the Style Network. And so I knew of him from the show. Um, You know, we were friends on MySpace. And he sent us a a message on MySpace just saying, you know, I want to invite you to my birthday party in the Bronx. Um, What's your email address? I'll send you an evite. I was like tripping out. Like, first of all, I had never been to New York at this point, but I knew like, okay, we have to get to his party. Like, we're, we're definitely going. Um, I was like, how did he even find us? I mean, I knew we were friends on MySpace, but I just didn't think that, you know, someone on TV working at Baby Fat would see our little blog and, you know, think that we were worthy enough to come to his birthday party. So long story short, we like, you know, did everything we needed to do to get to New York. Corey actually couldn't go because he was a senior in high school at this point and um, he had prom and so he couldn't go. But uh, me and two of my friends, we drove to New York, went to this party and it it was actually at a Bronx um, park. 
And so everyone there was like, you guys came from Michigan <laughs> for, for this. But we just saw it as such a big deal. We met a bunch of people there that are still, you know, in the industry right now. So it was a good look for us. My next big milestone in fashion was when I um, secured an internship with Marie Claire magazine. I remember just being at my grandma's house one day and I just started applying for any and everything I could find in fashion online. I didn't care where it was at, California, New York, I didn't care. Probably about a week later, I got a email from uh, the fashion assistant at Marie Claire Magazine and she just simply said, do you want to come in for an interview? And so, of course, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I was so excited and it was kind of surreal. Like, I couldn't believe that young black girl from Flint was kind of getting that opportunity to intern at such a, you know, internationally known publication. So I went to that interview and secured the internship and figured out a way to move to New York. I had literally had hardly any money but a friend knew of a girl they were actually in a pageant together and she knew a girl who lived in Brooklyn and so I moved into her apartment and would truck it (laughs) to Columbus Circle every day all day and basically completed the internship from hell (laughs) because that internship was literally Devil Wears Prada guys like if y'all wanted to see what that's like in real life, you should have interned at Marie Claire at that time, at least. In hindsight, I could just tell that my supervisor, she was just really unhappy. So, you know, when you're unhappy somewhere, you project that onto everyone else around you. And so um, she literally did not speak to me the day that I started. So I did not know like what I should do, where I should go. Um, I walked into the fashion closet and there was like 20 other interns there. And so I was salty about that because I was thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and be like this star intern and they're going to hire me immediately. But then it was like 20 other people I'm competing with, basically. Um, It was just a really eye opening experience because you became the small fish in a big pond and you were competing with, you know, other people around you. And you just had to grow up really fast and, and get thick skin so that was my experience there um but I freelanced as well I did a lot of test shooting because I wanted to build my portfolio in styling that was my career track I wanted to go into styling and so um worked on my portfolio um after that internship was complete I came back to Michigan did a bunch of retail jobs and which I think is really important and we're going to get into that in future episodes then eventually I moved back to New York and started freelancing for Brooks Brothers on set for their e-commerce shoots for those of you who you know you're listening to this podcast because you want to get into the industry and you literally know nothing about these terms we'll, we'll have episodes where we're kind of explaining everything even on our Instagram, I'm gonna, um, you know, have very informative content to where if you don't know certain terms or you don't know how a position works or what they do in that position, uh, my goal is to be very informative and provide you value in that way. So, anyway, um, I was freelancing for Brooks Brothers, but then an opportunity came up for me to intern with all the Oprah magazine and anything attached to Oprah. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, 
I'm there. So I accepted that position at Oprah, the oh, the Oprah magazine, and it was in the fashion closet. It was actually in the same building as Marie Claire magazine because they're both owned by Hearst Media. So I knew my way around the systems and how, you know, the fashion closets were set up and whatnot. So that internship actually turned into a paid internship. And I kind of viewed myself as uh, sort of like the second fashion assistant because I would train the interns that came in. I oversaw the jewelry, which, you know, was a big deal because we're dealing with jewelry that's worth thousands and thousands of dollars and I would go on set to some of the photo shoots write the credits and so it was it was a very good experience in comparison to my first internship but Brooks Brothers actually called me back and they wanted to offer me a full-time position in their marketing department in their sample room so I accepted that position and that was my you know that was me kind of reaching my ultimate goal of securing a corporate position in the fashion industry in New York City but I have to admit that I was terrible (laughs) at that job y'all I was so bad at that job because it was not first of all you know I said I wanted to go into styling it wasn't styling but it was close to it because you know I helped ship all the clothes to the photo shoots and document what was shot and you know we were prepping for the catalog shoots and the e-com shoots and so I was doing a lot of the back end work but it was a lot of numbers and stock numbers and excel sheets and my mind just does not work in that way but I held that position for a little bit over a year at the end of that I was just coming to a point where I was not happy in New York anymore I wasn't happy with that position I just couldn't find any source of joy from any area in my life so I decided to move back to Michigan and when I moved back to Michigan I worked in the Chanel ready-to-wear boutique and Neiman Marcus. I was the assistant there. And that was a very eye-opening experience. Coming from New York, first of all, I view New York as a bubble because it's like a universe within the universe. It's like you kind of forget about the rest of the world and just only see life as it is in New York. And so honestly, coming from New York, you look at everything else, anywhere else as not being a part of the fashion industry and like I said we're going to talk about that in future episodes but I'm going to the Chanel ready-to-wear boutique I knew then when the clothes get to the customer that is where the rubber meets the road that is the most important part of the fashion industry so um for those of you who you know don't think that retail is important it is so important it's so important for you to get that experience because It doesn't matter if Karl Lagerfeld makes the most, in his mind, he makes the most elaborate or crazy designs. If nobody buys it, it does not matter. So I was seeing firsthand women who, you know, had closets full of designer things saying, oh, that's gross. Or they don't want, you know, certain things or literally saying no to this and yes to that. And you really start to understand the psychology of the shopper and that's really legit everything that the industry boils down to is will somebody buy this item so that was a very eye-opening experience because it was like appointment-based shopping and I was dealing with you know (laughs) women who literally bought Chanel every week it was retail on a whole nother level like people really didn't understand that level of shopping and so um it was it was very informative 
Um, but from there, I got recruited to become the Valentino um, brand ambassador at Saks Fifth Avenue. I was an assistant at Chanel Ready to Wear, but at Valentino, I was the boss, I guess you could say. I, I was the brand ambassador, so I was teaching and training the other associates on um, the brand. And it was the first ready to wear boutique in the Midwest. So it was a pretty important position because I would have to keep track of what's selling, what's working, how are the customers receiving it. I was dealing with, you know, shoppers in Chicago and in Ohio because the Michigan store was the only place that supplied Valentino at the time. It was just a really good position because it was basically what I wanted from fashion, you know, working in that high-end designer brand, but in Michigan, the comforts of Michigan. So I truly enjoyed that position and it was a very good experience for me. Um, but now I am a full-time mommy. Uh, I have a baby girl, Victory Joy, and she is four months old now. During my pregnancy, I knew that I wanted to still be in the industry, still um, be involved in fashion and I had this idea for how to work in fashion for so long and I figured now is the time to do it because it's holding back information from those who need it you know from fashion students from people who are looking for a change in their career who want to transition into something else um, to hear the backstories and to be inspired by other people who have done it other people who are currently doing it in the industry I thought that this was very necessary so I really really hope you enjoy this podcast guys um, I'm looking forward to the future episodes we have some great people lined up to be interviewed so be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes also follow me on Instagram follow how to work in fashion on Instagram and just stay in the know and stay up to date we'll be putting out a new episode each week so if you're subscribed you'll be notified and you can just listen in each week guys so I am so grateful for you listening to this first episode and I I will talk to you next week.